This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. So just want to welcome here Mitch Monker from Denny's Auto Utah, now a multi-shop owner, but we're not here to talk about multi-shop. Biggest reason I want to have Mitch on here, and I made him promise that he would come on and talk about this, is I guess probably about a month or so ago, maybe a little bit more than that, Mitch and Darren called me up and say, Hunt, we're thinking about going to a four-day work week on this, and we want to kind of see how it works out. So I said, great, let's try it. And... I want you guys to report back what you found out. And yeah, we were talking briefly before this kind of, hey, what do the employees think? Was it a big shift with customers? Is it going to help keep employees or attract them? And then is there anything that kind of really came up that you guys didn't expect? So Mitch, thanks again for coming on. Just, I guess, kind of, yes, yeah, start with why did you guys decide to do this? Cool. Before we dive in, thanks for inviting me onto your podcast, Hunt. It means a lot to me. This is going to be a lot of fun. Why we wanted to do this, you know, I thought it would be fun. And, you know, selfishly, Hunt, you know that I like to ski. <laughs> I wanted a three-day weekend so I could get an extra day of skiing in. But it didn't end up working out like that. But I read a bunch of studies of businesses that have done the four-day work week. My wife does a four-day work week. And they're getting incredible results out of it. And so I reached out to one of my good friends, TJ Meaner in Pennsylvania, who <laughs> does a four-day work week. And he was... Kind of the one that gave me the confidence to push me off. And yeah, we've seen incredible results from it. Wanted to kind of reward our employees and see what happened with it. And it worked fantastic. Man. Now, were you guys ever six days a week? Were you guys ever open Saturdays? We were open Saturdays before my time. Dad, Darren, when he started, they were open six days a week, had gas and all that. They went to five days a week. I'm not sure when that happened. It was probably when I was knee high to a grasshopper hunt. So mm -hmm. stayed on that. But yeah, five days a week for at least 30 years, probably. Yeah, because I feel like when I... I don't have very many people that are still open on Saturdays and those that are have a specific reason or have a mindset on why it, it needs to happen. But I feel like when I first started doing this 10, 15 years ago, that was the big shift is a lot of guys saying, hey, no one wants to work on Saturdays and the big fear of, well, if I close Saturdays, then I'm going to lose all this business. Now, as you and I both know, yeah, the initial kind of shock of it, and there is some Saturday only customers, but most people, when they really looked at it, said, hey, either something coming in on a Saturday is something that we don't want to touch or won't be able to touch on Monday anyways, or it's something where we can just say, come back in the early part of next week and we'll take care of it. And so that big lost opportunity, because a lot of people look at that and say, oh, I'm losing 15%. It's like, that's assuming that you aren't going to do it and you're going to go somewhere else. But I think that a lot of reasons people are doing it is, and still to this day, a lot of people are trying to get technicians and customers from a dealership. And classically, dealerships were always six days a week. And so independents set themselves apart. When you told the technicians this, was there anyone that was apprehensive to this or what? Yeah. So I pitched it to our team over a shop lunch and I had two pieces of paper printed out for everybody. It was like a voting slip, right? And I gave them my vision of what we were wanting to try. And it had bad word on it, but it was yes or F no. And they put their vote <laughs> in my hat, right? There, it was really, really tight. It was like... Oh, really? Yeah, it was six to five voting. And a lot of the guys just... They weren't really like apprehensive regarding like shop profitability or the financials. They, they weren't just, super concerned about that? No, they were concerned <laughs> about what am I going to do with myself having a Monday off? They didn't know what to do. Like, you need to go skiing with me. We'll do that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, a lot of them just, I have a lot of old school guys that are even younger, but they have that old school mentality where they want to work consistently. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so that's how we did it. We voted on it six to five, tried it for six weeks, and we're going to stick with it. We're not changing. So of the six people said yes, five people said no. And now it's kind of already been set in stone. Do you still think that any of those five that said, no, I don't want to do that are still on the page of, I don't think this is a good idea? Or do you think that once you actually implemented this, that they're starting to come around and be like, oh, you know what? This is actually pretty nice. They're starting to come around, Hunt. I broke down some financials for them. And I was like, dude, our revenue grew 18 and a half points. Car count grew 10 points. Like, You don't have to worry about the customer base or making ends meet or anything like that. You know, there are plenty of opportunities there. And so they're all coming around. Some of them, two of them still want to work. They have some personal family issues that would be easier for them to be at the shop on Mondays, but they get it and they just make adjustments. So do you tell them that if they wanted to, that you could still tell family members and significant others that you guys are still open on Monday if they needed a kind of alibi? No, I did not tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> you sent them a doctor's note home. Hey, you know what? You might've seen our videos on Facebook, but your <laughs> husband is actually, he has to come in on Monday just to watch over the place. Yeah, right. No, I didn't do that at all. And Draper Store, our new location, they're open five days a week. So like, if you guys really wanted to work on Mondays, we can make it work. As much as they say they want to work on Mondays, I don't really... <laughs> if push came to shove, it <laughs> yeah. was like, all right, great. We'll come on in. Well, yeah. you know what? No, this I... Monday, maybe not. Totally. Totally. So Now, I'm guessing that you guys went to you know, essentially four tens, right? So if you look at total hours in the building, are they pretty much identical to what they were now versus then or any sort of major changes that way? No, no sort of major changes. We're open seven to six. So they have an hour long lunch break and they're on the floor for 10 hours a day. Beforehand, we were open nine hours a day, had an hour long lunch break. So it's, it's sixes, man. They're having a good time. Gotcha. Now, when you guys went and started to do this, what was the feedback from the customers? You know, that's what I was most afraid of was getting a poor review or losing some customers over this. And as I said earlier, our car count actually grew by 10% when we made this change. And when we get customers that call in or do an appointment request for a Monday. We're like, hey, man, we're actually closed on Mondays. A couple of them have asked if we're hiring because they want that. Oh, really? Yeah. So I haven't lost any customers. Everyone thinks it's really cool. They're like, it sounds like you guys are really working on your culture and rewarding your team and having fun doing it. So customer, the community was very open to this idea. Yeah. And I guess also for these things too, I feel like that the entire kind of culture has changed on when people think that these kind of repairs and services are getting done. Used to be a waiter mentality where it's like, hey, I showed up and they work on it. So not being done open Monday is a huge inconvenience. But how many customers are really, hey, I'm calling you right now. And Mitch, if you're not going to be able to get me in by the end of the day, I'm going to be unhappy. Everyone knows, hey, we're going to schedule this at some point. Now, why did you guys, because I have a, several other clients that have done this and everyone does four day, almost all of them I've seen. I've had one guy that doesn't. He actually decided to do his on Wednesday, which I thought was kind of a cool idea. But most people either pick Monday or Friday to be the day that they close down. What was the reason behind doing Monday, not Friday? Friday was our busiest day. That was our most productive financial day and for the technicians. And Monday was kind of workflow coming in. Let's schedule out the week. Let's get our heads together and tackle this week. So Monday was not a high performer for us. And yeah. that was the sole reason of it. it. Just wasn't a high car count day, not a high dollar volume day. 
That's a pretty cool idea because I think the biggest negative feedback that I'd heard from some of these other people about it was, and I think a lot of these were actually closed on Fridays, is just that is if you're closed Monday, it's not a major departure because now your Tuesday becomes your Monday. But you're exactly right. As you know, a lot of other shops, Friday's the craziest day because how many times you trending to do five thousand dollars in sales and then Friday is done and it ends at forty. You know, yeah. it's the big rush to get everything done, get everything out the door before the weekend. So you're really making a massive shift if you push that over to Thursday. That was a massive shift that I was not willing to take on. And a lot of uh, the businesses in our area that are doing 410s, they're usually closed on Monday anyway. So I'm like, we'll just kind of, it's not a productive day. We're going to follow suit with these other businesses that have done that and we'll see what happens. So Yeah, very cool. So let's talk about, you have the new location and didn't decide to go there with a four-day. Is that just because of strictly the timing of you were still in the guinea pig period of your original location when you open up that one? Or is it also just a little bit to break into that market and kind of get the community to kind of meet you guys a little bit quicker there too? It was a little bit of both. You know, we were right in the middle of doing a whole lot of transitions, doing the four-day work week, acquiring this other shop. Uh, So we had a lot of stuff on our plate. I wanted to, but at the same time, finding our correct market, the shop that we acquired was open six days a week. Gotcha. And they wanted to stay six days a week. You know, we're, I'm not, no, we're not, we're going, we'll go five days. They wanted six, you wanted four. You guys met in the middle at five, right? We met in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so, you know, we'll meet in the middle. We'll do five days. And then like a year or so later, when we really start jiving and seeing if we like each other and love each other enough to continue working together, mm-hmm. then we'll talk about four day work weeks at the end of that. Yeah, gotcha. Now you already kind of joked about this before about people saying, Hey, are you guys hiring? Have you guys had to hire since you've done this to be able to actually market that to prospective people or what? No, we haven't had to hire anybody. It's going to be a great recruiting tool when we are ready to start hiring again. You know, I actually do need to kind of put some ads out and rebuild our bench. Yeah. Uh, acquiring this other shop drained our bench for technicians and writers, but it's going to be a great recruiting tool. Everyone that we've talked to so far, they're like not actively hiring, but if they come in and we're BSing or whatever, you know, they're like, I'd much rather work four tens than five eights. Makes life easier for me. So I'm excited for the time when we actually get to start aggressively hiring again. That's going to be really fun. Well, especially in this market, right? Where it's such a competitive market. I mean, it's in the entire country, right? Pretty much any job is has pretty high demand and low supply as far as willing participants or willing applicants there. And a lot of times, and you've probably seen this of the guys you're competing against, you know, a lot of people in most areas are very similar, right? Like your hourly rate or your flat rate hour is probably going to be similar to the guy down the street. You guys have a good benefits package, but a lot of people do now. And so it's like, how do you set yourself apart? And if you can go and say, all right, they're going to pay you 40. We're going to pay you 40. They have benefits. We have benefits. They're open five days a week. We're open four days a week. I mean, right there, that is extremely hard to say. All right. Well, how do you live up to that one? Because really the only thing that you would say is, all right, well, Mitch is going to pay me 40 but it's four days. So if you want to be work five days for the value proposition on that, what is that, right? All right, mm-hmm. am I willing to take $5 more an hour to be working five days a week versus four? I don't know. I mean, I guess you guys will probably see that at some point of what that really has as a premium, but that's going to be a pretty cool thing for you guys, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And you know, like anything that we can do to differentiate ourselves from the market regarding hiring in other shops, it's going to be fantastic. And we have new generations coming up and we're trying, we're not just competing with pay structures anymore. We're trying to compete with their lifestyles. You know, they're much more life 
lifestyle oriented and less financial oriented. That's very broad terms there, you know, broad brushstrokes. But that's what we're trying to do is be able to compete with their lifestyle. So they still have that extra day off. They get three day weekend. Fantastic. That's a huge differentiator for us. Let's face it. Your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. You need Napa Tracks because it integrates with all the major players, including Napa ProLink, PartsTech, OE RepairLink, Epicor, TireConnect, Mitchell One Pro Demand, and more. Napa Tracks has leading edge tools and technology that your shop needs right now. Unlike the other guys, we'll be there after your installation with the best training and support in the business. Your training includes a learning management system that is tailored to each role in your company. Simply put, Trax was designed and built for shop owners just like you. It all starts when a local representative meets with you to learn about your business to help optimize your shop's workflow, efficiency, and profitability. For over 30 years, Napa Trax has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the best, most comprehensive SMS in the industry. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Visit us on the web at napatrax.com. That's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. You guys may have experienced this in fellow shop owners when they talk about how do you motivate someone that's not money motivated? Like, hey, this guy is perfectly fine with his guarantee. And so, yes, he knows he will make more money. I know he, he will make more money if he does more work, but he's fine. And a lot of people say, what would you rather have? I'd rather have time off. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily the money, it's the quality of life, which is something that, you know, obviously is new to this industry and new for this, some of this generation. But I also think that that's probably the key to the future of this industry too, don't you? I mean, I feel like the classical model of turn and burn, turn and burn for 30 years. I mean, you've seen guys have been doing this for decades. It is physically and mentally exhausting for people. And that's just in the workplace. You know, what kind of effect do you think that that has on, you know, their personal life, their family life of working that hard or working that many hours for that many years? Yeah, that's it's going to be hard on him. You know, we actually have a older technician. He's kind of like an uncle to me. I kind of grew up with him, but he's one of those old school turn and burn guys. He loved to coach softball and he can he struggles to walk around the shop now, man. It's very sad. It's honorable. You know, he's worked his ass off a long time, but his body's broken now. It's difficult for him to go watch his granddaughter's softball games. It's difficult to go play catch with them now. And that was his passion. Yeah. Uh, if we can avoid that in any way possible, I would love to avoid that for them, you know, and uh, create growth for people that are trying to avoid that. You know, a lot of my guys are like, I don't want to be like, we call them pop-pop. Like, I don't want to be like pop-pop when I grow up. What can we do to challenge them so they can still have that quality of life while being adding value to the business? Yeah. And also, I mean, how many times do you have employee issues that it's really not something to do with work? It's something to do with the personal life that is now affecting them. And, you know, I think a lot of my clients had done this in the past where, hey, this is healthier for my team. If you go to the extreme example of, you know, like your new location, if you're working, a lot of people said we're working five and a half days a week, right? Because they're only open on the mornings on Saturdays. Now, how many people actually left at noon? Very few. It ends up being, all right, well, I just had to work the morning till three o'clock. But now you have what? one day with the family, the weekend's gone because you can't leave on a Friday because you got to work Saturday. So you actually are eating up two days there versus if you have that Monday off, it's like, oh, we can leave Friday night. We can come back Tuesday morning or Monday night on it. You know, And to be able to have that recharge time, I think is probably going to be a huge impact on them. Oh, yeah. I think you're right about that, especially with uh, like uh, my generation of millennials and the Gen Zs coming into this industry now. One of their big concerns is their mental health, right? They don't yes. want to be 
worked to the point of breaking. You know, they, yeah. they like that recharge time. And that's really important to them. And I don't blame them. Switching over to the four-day work weeks, we have a few millennials here and a couple Gen Zs. And, you know, our one-to-ones used to be a little bit more personal focus, like they're struggling in their personal life or whatever. And now it's it's helped a lot in that aspect, too. Yeah, and I th- also think that the last couple of years with COVID too probably stung for people in your industry as well of like, hey, I can do this job from anywhere, right? My employees can do this job from anywhere. If you're a technician, your job kind of predicates you being there. Now, I've had some service advisors do remote stuff like that, but it's like it's very hard to fix a car or do brakes if you're at home and a car is in the shop. But, you know, I think that this might be kind of that happy medium between the two of like, hey, you don't technically need to work as many days, get some more time off. This is your way to kind of recharge because, no, you can't kind of go part time and work remotely or, hey, go to the beach and work from the beach. And yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, I have to ask what anything that really surprised you, not necessarily maybe customer and employee feedback, but just something when you guys went down through all of your scenarios of this is going to be good, this could be bad. What surprised you guys? What surprised me most was the lack of pushback from our community and customer base. I really thought we were going to get hit pretty hard with that. And so that was a surprise to me. We didn't really have any negative surprises. Everyone was really happy with it. We didn't run into any roadblocks like with part sourcing or when are these special order parts going to arrive? We haven't run into that. We just let them know, hey, don't deliver it on a Monday. So we've uh, been able to navigate a lot of the potential downfalls really, really well. I can't say we've had any negative surprises. Positive ones, sure. So no issues with parts delivery? Because I know some people have expanded their hours and now it sets them outside of their parts houses hours. Do you just guys have to plan for that a little bit better or what? We just plan for it a little bit better, communicate with our customers even better than we already are. It's fine because we are open later than our part houses, but we just order the parts and schedule everything out. And it's been, haven't had any problems with that either. There's a couple of times where we've been like in a, in a jam, right? And we have to send someone down to go pick up like a, an oil filter brake pads from the part house. But that's not bad. The drivers are gone, but the stores are still open. Uh, one where it's like, hey, we actually do already almost have this done. We just need this one last yeah. piece and we didn't plan yeah. for it before. Yeah, totally. And that happens. You know, we're all human. We make some scheduling errors, but the part house is still open. We just don't have drivers. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go, go get your part, you know? <laughs> yeah. And probably, you know, it's what, you know, a couple minute drive for you guys. It's not like yeah. you're in the middle of nowhere where it's like, no. all right, now I got to drive an hour and a half to get a $10 filter or something like yeah. that. And that's, we're very fortunate in that aspect, time because we have, we're surrounded by part houses, you know, so yeah. very, very lucky that way. Very cool. Now, what about any sort of time commitment things? Because obviously right now or before this, if it wasn't done on Friday, it'll be done ready to go on a Monday. Now it's pushing that back to a Tuesday. Is that going to any sort of planning or is it one of the things where you guys didn't really like to do that anyways? So if it's hanging over, it's probably not just waiting for a day. It's probably already going pretty long anyways. You're right. Yeah. Most of our quick jobs, like Friday's the day, like we were talking about earlier, right? Let's get everything out so our customers can have their cars for the weekend. If something does have a few nights sleepover or whatever, it is. It's a bigger job that we're waiting on parts that are hard to source or just like a high uh, build hours per ticket job or something like that. And the customer understands that. Yeah, that hasn't been a real big issue either. We're getting all of our medium-sized work and light work out the door on Friday. And that was, I think, probably your biggest concern was most other people's, right? What's the feedback going to be from the community? What's my customers? And then also, well, hey, what happens when these cars that aren't done? But a lot of people have reported back exactly what you've said, too, of it does happen. It is not a very 
common problem to happen and also not a very common problem to happen where that day actually makes a difference. Like, yeah, like you said, it's a pretty big job. So if this is not getting on Friday, it's probably getting done next Thursday anyways. Whether we're open or not on Monday, it still wasn't going to go out the door Monday. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what do you think? Obviously, you said that the feedback and kind of the internal culture has been pretty good. I know you were talking about your numbers from a top line are off, but I guess maybe not even numbers wise. When you look out there, is the kind of mood shifted, right? Is it since it's a more kind of consolidated work week? Is there kind of less kind of milling around and more just like, hey, we're here, let's work, let's get the hell out the door or what? Yeah, I think so. I think it's kind of like a psychology trick, I guess. I'm not here for the same amount of days. I need to work harder, but you're yeah. there for 40 hours still, you know? <laughs> so I think that there's not a lot of guys standing around BSing anymore. They're more focused on productivity than they've ever been. And the, the customer base too, like, I think it's another psychology thing. Like, man, they're only there for four days. I need to get my appointments made as soon as I can. There's less supply, right? But more demand. So Exactly. Yeah. And I think that the big thing on that one too is, like you said, it's really kind of like more of a mental idea than actually what's going on there. But also it's like you were saying, like they've been doing tons of studies on this, right? Of like why paying people to take time off actually makes you more money, right? So like I have guys that do not give out any vacation or any paid vacation and they say, well, you know how much that would cost you. And it's like, you really got to read up on this. There's a reason why you give people a recharge because yes, they might still show up, but is someone going to be productive that hasn't taken a day off in a year or the guy that's taken a couple of days off and spent some time doing whatever, not necessarily vacation, but just getting to recharge. It's really short-sighted, I think, to say like, oh, that's costing me money for this person to take time off or spend time with their family. In the short term, yes, of course. Like if they're not there, they're not turning you any money, but you haven't seen someone to get back from vacation, right? Now, sometimes they're not in the best mood because they're like, I'd rather be on the beach or on the mountain than here, but they got a renewed energy, right? Hey, let's get in here. Let's kick some ass and let's get to it. Yeah. Renewed energy, renewed mindset. They're ready to rock and roll, man. You don't get the, you know, I hope those shops that you're talking about are doing well, but I think that's kind of an archaic model. I think yeah. it's severely outdated and, and illegal in some states, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of different things there that could go bad really quickly. But yeah. uh, you know, you you got to give these people the time. And it's like if you they don't take a vacation or a day off or a personal day or whatever, then you get like the from like office space, a case of the Mondays. You know, yeah, like, you don't have that anymore when you're treating your people like people. Well, it's also like you said, too, I I think also short term versus long term, right? Like, oh, hey, I got this guy who hasn't taken a vacation in three years and averages 75 hours a week of flagged hours. It's like, holy cow, I know you love that right now, but how long can we stay on this course? Because I feel like we're already on bar their time. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, the flip side of it is it's very hard if you're a business owner, tell that guy to slow down because you're like, this guy's printing me money here, you know? And so where does that come in of say, hey, I appreciate you, but you need to kind of slow down. You need to take some time off. Don't come in here. Go do something else. Cool. So I guess kind of last thing on this is, do you think that this is the end? Do you think that there is a such thing as a three-day work week? Do you think that there's some sort of even different thing where you do something where three days on, four days off or something like that or what? I don't think this is the end. I think there's going to be, like you were saying earlier, there's tons of research going into this kind of stuff. And they're going to find something that works even better than a four-day work week. And we have to keep our minds open and make our own decisions based off of that, not off of our emotions, but from like a, a logical standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. How's my team going to respond to this? Are they going to like it? How's my community going to respond to it? Are they going to like it? 
long story boring, I do not think this is the end. I think there's plenty more that we can do. Yeah. And the funny part about too, is if you look at this in like a global perspective, I have, you know, friends that are accountants in Australia, friends are accountants in Europe and Canada. And when you talk about the American workday or just kind of the American work in general, it is really foreign to every other country. So in America, a full year of working is 2000 hours. A full year of working in Australia is 1500 hours, right? 25% less. There is no such thing as overtime in most countries around the world because, and I asked him, I said, well, what about when you work overtime? And I asked my Australian friend that and he goes, what? Like, I know what it is because I've heard you guys talk about it. But he was like, if I went to my team of like, hey, guys, we got to get some work done this weekend or you got to go over 35 hours, which is a full time for them. He's like, mate, they would just laugh at me and walk out the door. Like, it's just not something that's in their DNA. And I think that that's something we're starting to see in America, too, of right of like, hey, is this the best thing? It's probably what has made America the world power that it is. But for how long, how sustainable is that? Do we have the happiest employees and happy employees are going to do a better job? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, I did is not, that, I did I not mean, know that. So that's insane. No, it's you, one of those things where like, I love hearing the perspective of like, all right, when you come to America, like what's the biggest shock? And some of the stuff that they come up with is super funny because it's like, you know what? I never even thought about that in my entire life. Yeah, I guess looking at it, it's strange, but the working stuff is just really bizarre. I think like a lot of Americans too would be like, oh, I have that American work ethic, you know, for five days a week or whatever. And it's like, you can still have that American work ethic and take care of yourself too. You know, it's not, it's not not one or the other. How much of this is that's always all we've done it. Well, that's what I had to do when I was growing up. And we see that in all professions, right? You see that in doctors, you know, when people are in med school, they used to make the kids in med school work 120 hours a week. And then someone at some point was like, this doesn't seem safe to have someone that's not very experienced that is completely overworked here doing this job, guys, right? Like you're actually being a doctor to patients, but it's still really hard for them to change it because people are like, well, that's how I've always done it. I survived, so so can you. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot in this industry. Wait, this new generation doesn't want to work. This is how I've always done it. But this is how we've always done it. It's such a terrible argument for any sort of decision, right? It shouldn't even come into, it might be a coincidence. Well, that's also how we've done it, but it shouldn't really lead to your decision. Absolutely. It's that status quo bias, right? And it's, that's dangerous. You know, you gotta, you're being too emotional about it, I think, or being emotionally vacant. You know, one of the two, you know, you gotta, every shop owner that I know wants to change the industry. And Mm -hmm. if you want to change the industry, you can't subscribe to that status quo bias. You have to challenge the status quo to do it. So it's a dangerous trap. But I think it's something that needs to happen. I mean, a lot of things you look at this industry and can obviously be a very lucrative, very rewarding, but I also feel like that they're not making a most average shops are not making enough strides to attract people, right? Everyone's sitting back. They're like, why does no one want to do this? It's like, well, look at it from the number side of it. Wait, so you can come work for me. Yeah, you're going to start out making virtually nothing with no experience. And by the way, you also got to buy your tools. And then you're going to be working in a shop that most of them don't, or I shouldn't say most, a lot don't have air conditioning or heat in it, right? Still sound good to you. Yeah, well, you're not going to get any paid holidays on this. And also, by the way, you're only going to get paid on the hours that you produce. What do you mean no one wants to take this position? I am so confused, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like hell. 
<laughs> That's not a lot of fun, man. You know, but and then you're looking at your dad now, cursing. You're like, "How did you trick me into getting into this industry?" Right? <laughs> but I mean, that's also why you have a lot of people in this industry that have so much passion too, right? Because if you're looking at it from the numbers side of it, there is way easier ways to make money. Go drive an Uber. Go do Instacart or something like that. Not going to make as much money, but probably be an easier job. But you know, the people that are left over in this industry that choose this love it, right? It's their passion. That's what they love to do. And to be able to say, hey, if you can really combine someone's passion and also make it a good place to work, I think I feel personally that you have lifelong employees. That's, Absolutely. that's what we're shooting for, right? Yeah. yeah. Turnover is the hardest thing about running a business. Very cool. Well, I guess last thing is if you could go back, would you have done this earlier? Do you think that your team, if you were to try to do this 10 years ago, would not have been as keen to it? Or yeah, I guess kind of give me a little bit on that. 10 years ago, I don't think this would have flown with the team that we had at that time. And I would love to have done this earlier, not 10 years earlier, but you know, maybe a couple of years earlier when we started getting some new faces and some of our old guys were retiring. Yeah. I think that would have been a better time to implement something like this. But I'm glad that we implemented something like this when we did. It has been paying off. So Awesome. Now, do you think that this is a recommendation for everyone or do you think that there is certain shops where it's just something that probably wouldn't work for them? That's going to be a hard question to answer. You know, I think for my area and my shop, this is a great idea. But I think it's, a lot of it's going to depend on your culture, what's your demographics within your shop, what drives them. You know, I think it's, I would recommend trying it. Like, why yes. not get to go? You know, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Whatever, do a six week trial like we did and then always go back. You know? It might not be fun for the guys that really dig it to go back, but yeah, you know, I think it's worth a shot for sure. Well, and that's the thing. The reason I kind of brought up that, which was a terrible way to word that question to you, but you did a good job of kind of reading between the lines there of just like you said, if if you went and let's say that you didn't do your research and you weren't dead set one way or another and you came back and you said, who wants to do it? Who doesn't? If you don't really have a bias one way or another, hey, it was 50-50, yes and no. And for most people, that's all right. We're not going to mess with it. Not everyone wants to do this. But like you said of, hey, guys, we're going to do this for six weeks. We can always say no to this. We can always go back if something doesn't work because people are naturally against change. Right. Yeah. So I think that the big thing that I got out of that that I thought was a really cool idea is, hey, guys, I hear you. I want to hear your opinion on it. But why don't we now still try this for six weeks and see what happens and see if the tune is still the same? Because at the end of the day, I mean, I guess a lot of this is for you guys, right? For you and Darren of, hey, we're also going to be closed that day too. But I feel like for the most part, a lot of people are doing this for their team, right? I'm not doing this to make more money, right? Best case scenario, I want to make the same amount of money. We're just now working four days a week. I'm doing this for you and your family. And I feel like that a couple of my clients have brought it up and they said, I didn't really get good feedback on it. They said that they didn't want to do it. And then I think that what you just reminded me here, you really just what opened my eyes to this is, yeah, they might be saying no, it's just a reflex on this. But is do they really don't know what that looks like until you do it. And like you said, how hard is that going to be? You don't even need to announce it. If it's really just an unofficial trial, go to four days. Don't even update your hours on Google, anything like that, and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. You do need to update your hours on Google. I mean, how long does that take? Five minutes, right? Yeah, easy stuff to do. Now, what do you guys have on your answer machine on Monday? Hey, we're closed today. Call back yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, our hours are updated hours are Tuesday to Friday, seven to six. So cool. nothing crazy. Love it. How long before the new location? What countdown are you giving it before that goes four days? 
I told everybody they were adamant on working Saturdays and it was difficult to get them to be like, to, to pitch that vision and be like, no, man, like we're going to do this, you know? <laughs> so I'm going to give them probably a, a year. So we'll, we'll get back together at the end of February of 2024 and discuss it at that point. You know, we're still kind of feeling each other out. I think a year we'll know each other's ins and outs and all of our quirks and stuff. So it'll be much easier to have that kind of conversation and pitch it to them. Yeah. And I think probably also once they start talking to the team over at Riverton too, right? Of, oh, you guys actually really love this one, which again, you know, there's a big level of trust here, right? Because they're still meeting you guys as bosses and coworkers and stuff like that. And also, you know, going from Saturdays to, you know, not working Saturdays is probably a huge shift already. Probably would have been a lot harder. Now, once they have those Saturdays back, now they're going to get greedy and be like, hey, maybe I want my Monday back too. You know, we have a ditch day scheduled next Wednesday. And we're going to have both shops together. So I'm really excited to see if that's the conversations that are going to be happening. I'm sure it will be. You know, yeah. How's it going over there? You know, how's it going? Or there'll be some culture divide. Be like, oh my God, the Riverton slackers are coming. (laughs) Glad they had enough energy to come out and see us on a Wednesday. I'm surprised they're even working, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) We're the real salt of the earth over here, getting our hands dirty. Those pretty boys up there. No, I think what you need to do is you need to get everyone an Epic Pass for next year and be like, well, you know what? Now you have no excuse not to go skiing. Go. It's all paid for. There you go, man. You know, the, they're like, the Mitch, can you give me a couple extra thousand bucks for the skis and snowboard? Like, no, guys. All right. Now you're being greedy, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The Draper store, they're all skiers and boarders. Yeah, the oh, really? Store, there's nobody that skis and boards over here. So they would be all about that. That is funny. Yeah, you would think that that would it would be the exact opposite. Be like, wait, you guys are the ones that would love this. Yeah, you guys would capitalize on it more on more than anyone else. Well, especially Monday, right? I mean, there's nothing better than Monday skiing. It's usually the dead one. You go out to Park City on a Sunday, and it's like, oh, great, I got three runs in this morning, and you know, saw a lot of really good lift lines. (laughs) That's what we're trying to look for next year, and it's like the one holiday. It's hard, so. I'm a huge skier. I love skiing, but I picked the absolute worst profession to be a skier, maybe other than being a technician, right? Of prime (laughs) ski season is tax season for me. So I have to try and go early, but then it's hard with the snow. But we were looking and MLK is usually a good week, like right before tax season gets crazy. But then if you go skiing on MLK, it's like, all right, the snow is probably decent, but there's going to be eight gajillion people there too. Absolutely. And then we got people listening to this in Florida, like ski, what is this? Water ski? They're going to send you pictures of the beach. Be like, exactly right. Yeah. You want this? You know? <laughs> like, no, I want both of it. Like I always say, like, I will be happy if it never, ever snows in Maryland. I don't need to see snow that bad. I can go somewhere to see snow on it, but I still like the season somewhat. Yeah. And so you guys are so jaded by it. You're like, I can see Alta out my window right now. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, Mitch, I appreciate it. Yeah. Keep up the good work. For anyone that doesn't follow Denny's and Mitch on Facebook, Denny's or Mitch's videos, I'll give you credit, Mitch, not Darren. The videos you guys (laughs) post on Facebook, I think are a credit to your success that you've had in the past. And also, I think a credit of what you guys have been able to do here. I saw your video that you released where you were talking about going to the four-day work week. And it was genuine. It was true. But you guys really said, hey, the reason that we're doing this is for our team, to make a better life for our team. And I think that's probably why you got that feedback. I mean, you'd have to be the world's biggest asshole to come in and say, well, I don't care. I need tires on my car, right? You know, then it's probably like, you know what? You There is plenty of other shops open on Monday. We're not the shop for you. But yeah, thanks again, Mitch. Just keep up the good work, man. Appreciate you, hon. Thank you so much. No problem. You've been listening to Business by the Numbers with Hunt Demarest on the Aftermarket Radio Network. 
Follow Hunt on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Hunt is all for advancing the aftermarket.